0: heart of your day has finally arrived. Break is ready. Let's go. My name is Chris DeBacker and I'm your host. Joining me today are two tough guys. Sitting across from me is a guy that every time I see him, I can't help but think how much he reminds me of a newly constructed toll bridge for cars. Incredibly well built, strong and sturdy. He doesn't let people walk all over him. And if you do cross him, you better be ready to pay the price. It's Scott Blakemore. <laughs> and also with us in studio today is a guy who reminds us all of an unidentified type of mushroom. He might look safe and harmless at first glance, but if you mess around and don't know what you're doing, he can be deadly. But anyway, you slice him, he is a real fun guy.
1: <laughs> yes, he Fun is. guy.
0: Fun guy. <laughs> um, it's my guy, Joe Krupper. Joe, are you a tough guy or a fun guy?
2: You know, I'm probably more fun than tough.
0: But your middle name is Lee. It is. Named after it Bruce is. Lee. So there's a little bit of <laughs> right? toughness there, right?
2: Right. It's, it's just built into me. It's natural.
0: And that's why the ladies love you, because you've got this essence <laughs> right. of toughness, but you're a fun guy. So,
2: Oh, that's right. That's right. Our email address is breakisready at gml.com. We love to see those emails. Um, so please send an email in. Give us a suggestion. Uh, let Chris know his introductions are amazing. Something like that, that would be great. Is everybody ready for today's word of the day? I'm ready. Okay, today's word is, are you ready? Drum roll. Pithy, that's P-I-T-H-Y, okay. It's a concise, well it's being concise and forcefully expressive, it's an adjective. So it's describing something, describing language or describing the way you're saying something with conciseness and forcefully. I'll give you an example, okay? Here's an example. The speaker's pithy remark resonated with the audience, leaving a lasting impression.
1: Okay? A pithy statement.
2: There you go. So there's a new word pithy. for you to learn. Is that what you thought
1: it meant, Scott? No. Oh, good. <laughs> I mean, something like that. I was thinking it is forcefully expressed, but yeah, it was okay. but it was weak. Like that is a pithy response, Joe. Oh. Like a weak response. Yeah, not so much. I was wrong, but I can say I was wrong. But say it in a pithy it way. It might have that connotation. It doesn't mean. Can I have a mulligan on that one? We have coming up this week, National Grouch Day. You're not one. I'm not a grouch.
0: No. No, no. Chris,
1: you is not,
2: Chris is not a grouch. One. He's the happiest guy I know. Yeah.
1: The day is to
2: commemorate Oscar the Grouch. That's what the day's for. From Sesame is that Street. Right? Yeah. He's one of the all-time greats. Right. I was going to say, Oscar the Grouch is a great character. I mean, I watched a lot of Sesame Street back in the day when I was a kid. It's been a while, but he was one of my favorite characters.
1: Yeah, for sure. Lived in the trash can. Yeah. He was green. Do you know what his original color was though before he became green oh i'd say brown i was gonna say brown
0: right because he lived in a garbage can
1: close blue orange (laughs) he was originally cast as purple by jim henson but then he came out in his first season and he was orange And then the second season, it was green. And he said it was because he was in Swamp Mushy Muddy, I think is what it was. Yeah, there you go. And he turned green and he was moldy, but he didn't want to take a shower. So that's why he was green. But he's still orange underneath.
2: The first couple of years I watched Sesame Street was on a black and white TV. So he was gray to me.
1: Jim Henson, actually, he was inspired by a waiter at a restaurant called Oscar's Salt of the Sea. And so there was this grouchy waiter that would wait on him and he would go there and eat. And he kind of named the character, built the character around that waiter.
0: But there were times when even Oscar got a little sentimental, got a little friendly, couldn't help. All those friendly characters kind of rubbed off on him, but he was still, he was one of the funnest characters. He was.
1: We also have department store day. Joe, do you have any memories of being Mm. in a department store? I've got a few, you know, back in the day. When when you're a kid, you
2: go to the mall, go to the department store, look for clothes, which was never exciting. Chris?
0: The most distinct memory I have of going to a department store is walking in and generally, you walk right into the makeup, perfume section. Well, you no would, man, you would, what you I would. <laughs> Stop it! I said pithy, pithily. <laughs> um, no, you walk into the makeup, the perfume, and there's always the perfume ladies there, right, holding a bottle of perfume, waiting to give you know the ladies a little fragrance. Okay. And I remember that smell, and it always kind of made me feel. Like, you didn't smell that everywhere. It just kind of made it feel different, special maybe. It kind of seemed a little elegant.
1: Interestingly, about department stores, real quick, there aren't any clocks in them usually. You won't find any clocks because they don't want you to know what time it is. They want you to shop. And they also have escalators. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember Jacobson's was here in town and various other places I've been. They would have the escalators in, in the middle of the store. And as you're going up and down, you're looking out over everything and you're seeing things. And they did that on purpose so that you would want to go and check other places out and shop. The elevators are off in a corner. You know, you can't find them because they don't want you to use the elevator. They want you to see everything.
0: Interesting. Have yeah. some impulse shopping potentially, right? Absolutely. You see things from a different perspective. hmm I'm, I'm totally with you there. All
1: the displays and everything. I mean, our, I mean, kids nowadays don't appreciate that to be social. That's where we went. I mean, you would go shopping or you go to the mall because there was... Nowhere else to hang out,
2: especially for Christmas that was always fun I mean I think of the movie Christmas story that's a classic example of a department store at Christmas time right
0: yeah when people dressed up it was it was an event it was an event you didn't... And did you know in Macy's even today they have something really unique they still have wooden escalators really yeah back from back in the day they didn't use you know metal in the way they they do now so yeah there's wooden wooden stairs and they still are safe they've still passed you know, all the codes that need to be passed. I think they have some now metal treads on there to keep them keep them up to date, but right. the actual wood is still there and it makes this really cool kind of clanking sound and it makes you feel like you're back hmm. in the 20s, 30s. Hmm. Um, it, it still has a feel of that original department store.
2: I don't realize you're that old, Chris.
0: <laughs> Listen, buddy.
1: <laughs> he said, said pithily. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. We also have International Day of the Nacho. The Nacho. The Nacho. International Day of the Nacho. So, nachos. This is interesting. I I found this interesting. Nachos. Well, corn tortillas. How far back, Joe, do you think corn tortillas go in history? When was the first corn tortilla? I'm going to say in the year 1236. (laughs) Goes back to the Aztecs. 7,000 BC. (laughs) Okay, I was off. (laughs) Prehistoric. They wow. figured out how to make corn tortillas. Apparently, don't ask me how they know, <laughs> yeah, they but know they that. did. That's where the Aztecs are from.
0: Seven thousand BC. Look it up. Seven thousand
1: BC. So that's when we had corn tortillas. But it wasn't until 1940. Gentleman by the name of Ignacia Nacho Anaya. Is that the guy from Nacho Libre? <laughs> no. Okay. He was a chef. Some soldiers came in, probably because of the World War II was going on. Right. Soldiers came in. He was running low on food. So he took some tortilla shells. He cut them up. He threw them in the fryer because everything anything can taste good in a fryer. For Fried sure. them up, took them out, put on some cheese and uh, pickled jalapenos and served them to the soldiers. They loved them. And it was kind of a thing. So he did this, liked it, put it on the menu. It was called nachos, named after his nickname, Nacho. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until Howard Cosell talked about nachos. Joe's not going to like this. During a Dallas Cowboys game in 1978. Wow. Joe's favorite team. Media picked up on it and it's like, what, what? This nacho thing? Because it was really a Tex-Mex thing, right? It was in sure. the South mainly. But during a 1978 Cowboys game, Howard Cosell mentions it and it's off to the races. And it became a craze all over the country. Wow. And everything else kind of blew up from there. But so it's a rather relatively uh-huh. recent phenomenon. And
0: Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell? This is Howard Cosell here, eating nachos, watching
1: America's team, the Cowboys.
2: That was pretty good. It was pithy. <laughs> <laughs> he said forcefully.
1: International Day of the Nacho. Okay. We also have National Reptile Awareness Day. Do you like reptiles, Joe? Um, I don't hate them, but you <laughs> would need them. I don't know if I would eat them.
2: What? I've, I've
0: eaten, had crocodile. I've had I've eaten too. alligator before okay. in Florida. Is that what we're talking about? Are we being aware of them that way?
1: We're being aware that we just appreciate that reptiles help take care of killing a lot of insects and rodents. Oh, sure. Mm. And so just oh, being aware of them. Being aware.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen some things. This may be the wrong awareness. Have you seen some of these videos where these alligators seem to be com- getting a little more aggressive coming out of the ponds in Florida or wherever and actually grabbing animals grabbing some humans here lately Wow. and this stuff is on video wow so i mean you do need to be aware of those reptiles you, if you're you, walking you close do to the water need to be
1: aware of
2: those so, that's why i live in michigan
0: <laughs> right you don't see a lot of that happening here you don't so we're just celebrating reptiles and what they do for us
2: yeah here's a question did either of you have a reptile
0: actually when i was dating my now wife for a graduation present she got me a caiman which is a small version of an American alligator. You know, they only grow to be three or four feet long. So cute. Oh, it was cute, right? (laughs) Sold Sold it at a pet store, right? And she bought it and it was great for a while. It was about a foot long. Fast forward, I had to keep buying aquariums larger and larger because apparently these things don't get their growth stunted. They just keep growing. You know, like fish, you put them in a small aquarium, they stay small. These things keep growing. And I knew I was in trouble when I had, I had this aquarium next to my bed with this caiman in it. And I would wake up in the middle of the night and this thing is staring at me with his mouth open. And he just kept, (laughs) (laughs) he kept growing. And I thought I have got to get rid of this thing. He was terrifying. He was terrifying.
2: That's why you only have eight fingers.
0: That's exactly right. (laughs) The funny thing is I actually sold him to a man who I don't even know how we got in touch. Right. But somehow I got in touch with a guy who raised mice For a pet store. So that was his living. He raised mice, sold them to pet stores. And he said, I have so many mice. I need something to eat these mice because they're just infesting my house. And so he said, I'm going to actually put this, this caiman in my bathtub. That's where he's going to live. And I didn't ask any questions. I didn't want to know anything more. (laughs) I said, just whatever, whatever, dude, take it off my hands. He's yours. It felt like some crazy drug deal because we met in the middle of a park somewhere and he just, he took the caiman and ran and I ran the other way. I was so happy to be done with it. <laughs>
2: well, that's a great story.
1: That's great. <laughs> you, Scott, you never had a reptile? My son has a snake. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, and, okay. And, and it's a um, cobra. It's an albino corn snake. Oh, that's pretty cool. But, but just like the caiman, snakes grow to as big as their environment. And this thing is huge. It's huge. And you were okay with that in your house? Got loose in our house one time. Ooh, baby, did it really? <laughs> it did. How many cats did you lose? We didn't lose any cats, okay. but we didn't know where it was. It was in our house, but we had no idea where it was, oh, and it was for how we, long? It was a week. So we we looked in all the vents, we looked in the ceiling tiles, we looked under beds, we looked under dressers, we looked in dressers, we looked, dressers, we looked everywhere, and we couldn't find it. So we figured, you know, we'd smell it if it died somewhere eventually never smelled it and then my son was downstairs doing something and he heard something up in the ceiling tile, and he was like oh no i bet that's the snake and so he moved another ceiling towel he peeked up there and there it was and he went up there to get it because it, it, it was it was moving to get away from him because it liked being free i'm sure sure you yeah. know and and he got it and we put it back in the tank and oh. made sure never could get out but it was in the tank we went to bed we got up in the morning and it was gone and we didn't, it got out. That's like something out of a horror movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, oh, was, it was interesting. Man, I, I don't Whoa. wondering if you wake up in the middle of the night and there's a snake wrapped around my head. <laughs> I couldn't sleep at night knowing that he was out there. It was, it was an interesting week. Let me tell you, oh. everyone in the house was like, where's the snake? We kept looking for it, couldn't find it.
0: But you, the Blakemores you, were aware of their reptiles. We are so aware, Reptile Awareness Day was aware you were, you were all in. I'm not sure we celebrate them,
1: but we're
2: aware of them. <laughs> you guys should combine your stories. The came in getting loose and eating <laughs> things. That'd, that'd be pretty cool.
0: Tell you what, it's terrifying. Wait till you're on the <laughs> other end of those jaws, Joe. It's, it's it, terrifying.
1: It's a children's story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we also have National Mushroom Day. Joe, I'm wondering if you know... How many species of mushrooms do you think there are in the world? Ooh, I bet there's a lot. I'm going to say 4,242. You're off by 10,000. <laughs> okay. 14,000 species of mushrooms. Wow. Do you like mushrooms? You know, I have not historically
2: liked mushrooms, but then about a year ago, I had some mushrooms that my mom had fried up and I tried them. and I was like, oh, actually, these are pretty good. So if you have the right mushrooms, I like them.
0: Okay. Well, I've got something here for you. Mushrooms you mentioned there's how many 14,000
1: 14,000 different species of mushrooms.
0: Hard to keep track of their names. Yeah. I mean there's got to be so many different kinds of names. Reptiles there's countless countless reptiles. I was doing a little bit of homework and I realized there's about 1500 different types of geckos alone. Can you believe that wow. these little geckos? So Joe, I wondered Okay. You being the reptile and mushroom Yeah, something like that. I wondered if you could tell the difference between a gecko and a mushroom. (laughs) Okay. You you probably could do do that, right? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a name and you just have to tell me gecko or mushroom. Okay. Okay. Harlequin.
2: Harlequin. That sounds like a mushroom. That's a gecko. Oh, come on. It's
0: a gecko. It does sound like a mushroom, doesn't it? Colombian dwarf. Definitely a gecko. That's a gecko. See you are good, Joe. You are good. A king trumpet.
2: Ooh, I'm gonna say that's a mushroom.
0: That is a mushroom.
2: All right, two, two for, three. for
0: three. A shaggy mane. Shaggy mane. I'm gonna say mushroom. That's a mushroom. All right. I'm gonna roll, You're knocking it out. How about this one, Joe? A lion's mane.
2: You know, I'm gonna say gecko on that one.
0: That's also a mushroom. Oh, you tricked me. Then. I well tricked done. you, Joe. You did. <laughs> How about a giant day?
2: Hmm, I'm gonna say gecko. Gecko.
0: He's, you're knocking it out of the park, oh, Joe. Knocking it lucky out. Lucky
2: guesses. Turkey tail. Turkey tail. Ooh, that's a tricky one. Uh, you know, I think that's got to be mushroom.
0: That is a mushroom. <laughs> there is nothing Joe doesn't know. He's amazing. <laughs> Here we go. Three more, Joe. Chinese cave.
2: Chinese cave. We're still on the gecko versus uh Yeah. Is mushroom.
0: it a Chinese cave gecko? Chinese cave mushroom?
2: I'm going to say Gecko. That's a gecko. All right. Come on. Wow. Unbelievable. Helmet head. You know, I want to say gecko, but I'm going to say mushroom. Got to go with your gut. it's a gecko. gecko. You're on a
0: roll. Last one. Wood ear. I'm going to say mushroom. Mushroom. Joe, you pass with flying colors. Wow. I would trust you out in the woods to get me a mushroom. Yes, that's a gecko. No, wait, no, it's a mushroom. Sorry, my bad. (laughs) I would trust you with everything I have,
1: Joe. I would not eat either, so just be safe. Get go on a stick. <laughs> we also have Back to the Future Day. Ooh, great movie! Well, or even series, right? I mean, oh yeah, it's it's, it's a, a trilogy. Series. Trilogy, yeah, yep. Michael J. Fox, yep. And it's kind of sci-fi. Have you seen them? Oh yeah, I've mean, seen always, all. Of them. I've seen them all multiple, multiple times.
0: Were you a Back to the Future guy?
1: I thought it was a neat movie, a neat concept. Yeah, I I mean, I watched them and liked them.
0: Sometimes movies seem to predict what's going to happen in the future, in real life. Oh, sure. And I think, especially with technology, have mm-hmm. you heard that before, where you see yeah. something in a movie and then you see 20 some years later, this thing actually comes, in, comes into existence. And mm-hmm. people say, well, it's because they saw it first in, in this movie. Well, Back to the Future is a lot like that. Did you know in Back to the Future, they actually used a drone? Right? And drones are all over. And this movie came Uh, out, I think, Back to the Future was late 80s, early 90s. I think the first one
2: was 85, and then maybe the second one was 88 or something like that. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. So way before there were drones. And these things are everywhere now. But in in, uh, the Back to the Future movies, they actually had a drone that was walking a dog, which seemed probably pretty radical at the time. But you wouldn't be surprised to see that right now. Uh, They also use tablets. So something like our iPads. And they use some mobile pay technologies that we use now. They have some biometric devices, so they're actually having to use fingerprints to uh, identify themselves, which is something we use all the time now. That's an everyday kind of thing. Um, they also have—they called them video phones, yeah. Which back at that time we didn't know what they were called, but now we FaceTime people all the time. That's a pretty normal thing. And then they had wearable technology, which we have right now with our with our watches, the Fitbits, and those kinds of things. So it's amazing that those things that seemed way crazy. Um, actually are something we use almost every day here
1: i'm still waiting for the flying cars
0: they're coming they're
1: coming <laughs> hoverboards yeah hoverboards and flying cars it's That's the only right. two things they don't have on a flux capacitor maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> right flux capacitor will be coming somebody's got to be working on that
1: we also have bridge day
0: bridge day like the card game
1: not the card game
0: like the structures like kind uh, of
1: like the st- structures
0: like you. Every time I look at you, I a see a bridge. newly constructed toll bridge for cars, right? Is that what we're talking about?
1: Well, it is a bridge for cars, but what they're celebrating is jumping off of them. Oh, no, so thank we, you. So we thought Joe would like that because <laughs> he loves heights, right? He loves heights. So Joe, bridge day, to celebrate bridge day, you can jump off of one. You know, I'm to celebrate bridge day, I'm just going to drive across one
2: and not be scared. Do you like bridges? I like bridges, yeah. Now, if it's really high, I'm not going to walk
1: across the Mackinac Bridge, but I think it's a pretty cool accomplishment and would you, cool to see. If we were with you to do the walk across Mackinac, would you face your fear and go across Mackinac with us?
2: You know, I probably would at some point, but I'm definitely not jumping off of it.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you I'm too, buddy. Either. I'm not going to throw you either, buddy. If <laughs> you did, I would kill you. <laughs> I'm take uh, me with you. Of course, I might be dead. Yeah,
0: I've got some bridge questions I'd for like Joe. To hear Sure. Right, maybe, and if Joe can't answer them, maybe uh, maybe uh, Scott, you can help him out. You mentioned the Mackinac Bridge. Did you know that the Mackinac Bridge shares its nickname with a fast food sandwich? Do you know what that? Do you know what that nickname is? in that sandwich, it's a Big Mac. It's a Big Mac. Oh, there you go, Joe. Took a minute. See, Joe, Chris, London Bridge was actually literally falling down it in was. the nineteen sixties. It was. In 1971, Robert McCulloch, who's an American businessman, bought that London Bridge for two and a half million dollars and brought it over to the United States stone by stone and rebuilt that bridge. I heard that. Do you know where that bridge is? Which state?
2: I believe it's in Texas. It's in
0: Arizona. Lake Havasu City, Arizona. He was actually the founder of the city. He built this to support his business or to have his business there. And he thought, I need something to attract wow. other people here. So he went and bought the London Bridge. And it's still there? And it's still there. Huh. Even though it fell down, it's here in the United States. There you go. I would
1: not have known that. So I'm glad you did.
0: The Golden Gate Bridge. San Fran. In San Francisco. Sure. Was actually designed and painted to blend in with the landscape. Hmm. What color is the Golden Gate Bridge, Joe? I mean, it's red. Bright red. I got a, one more bridge trivia. This actor played a fast-talking air traffic controller in the 1980 comedy Airplane. Do you know who played that air traffic control worker? The air traffic
2: controller?
0: It's bridge trivia, Joe.
2: (laughs) Oh, I'm going to say Jeff Bridges. You're close. Jeff
0: Bridges' dad, Lloyd Bridges. There you go. Finally stumped Joe on a bridge trivia. Hey, I had the last
1: name right. You You did. I'm impressed you even got that close. Jeff Bridges'
0: dad. Unreal. Joe knows trivia. Joe knows geckos. Joe knows mushrooms. Joe knows bridges. Joe knows everything.
1: We also have evaluate your life day. Hmm. Joe, this day is for you to take one day out of a year, just evaluate your life. <laughs> that explains. I mean, that's midlife
2: crisis right there, right? I mean, we're we're all about that age of midlife crisis time. So, I do that occasionally. Evaluate my life. I'm like, well, oh, you know, it's not terrible. Could be better. Could be worse.
0: I agree. Your life could be a lot better,
2: Joe. (laughs) (laughs) But it could be a lot worse, Chris, right? You
0: could do a lot worse. I do think we all need to take time to slow down a little bit and evaluate your life. You get going so fast sometimes and you just get so caught up in the busyness that you just forget what life's all about sometimes. So I I think it's totally appropriate. Step back, take a little bit of time and... See if you're happy with what's going on.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think I've come to terms with thinking about this more often in the last few years about just enjoying the moment, right? You know, not always worrying about what's going to happen or being annoyed of something or not thinking about focusing on something that's bothering you, whatever. You got to enjoy the moment. Like, that's pretty cool that I have, you know, the job I have or, you know, where I go to church or the people
1: I know, the friends, the family, those kinds of things. In the same vein, it's also National Mulligan Day. So in an effort to evaluate your life, National Mulligan Day is kind of have a do-over. That'd be great. So is there anything from college when you were studying, I'm just not going to ask about everything in your life, but from college, think back to your college, is there anything you would do different with your college experience, where you went, what you studied, anything you would do different from college days?
0: Oh, I would for sure. I would be more uninhibited, Mm -hmm. right? I'd be more bold. I'd be more brave, take more chances. I, I think when you're young, you worry so much about what people are gonna think or what people are gonna say. And that goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. And there are times when I look back now and I go, I wish I would have been just a little less caring about what people would have thought and just done it. Hmm. Right. So there's a few things, mostly with interactions with other people. You know, you again, you get so nervous about what your peers are gonna think and you're like, I I would just go back and just just do it. Let it fly. Let it go.
2: Yeah, in the same vein, I would have said I would have taken more chances, more be more bold, primarily, you know, asking out more people, not
1: being afraid to ask people out (laughs) on dates, you know. I would have gone to a basketball game or a football game. I mean, to spend four years at school and not gone to a basketball game or football game, I really missed out. Now that I'm older and I've gone to a few university college games, they're fun. I should have done that when I was in school as a student. That would have been a good time.
0: We're making up for it now. We're having fun we're, now. We're hitting some, we're hitting some of those right. now.
1: We're having fun now. Well, in that vein, guys, I have a quote for you. And the Mulligan and Evaluate Your Life, who said this? I'd rather regret the things I have done than regret the things I haven't done. I'd rather regret the things I've done than regret the things I haven't done. And let me give you a clue. She was the first pregnant actress to play a pregnant woman on television.
0: Somebody who's a risk taker, somebody who did it all.
1: Mary Tyler Moore. It's not a bad guess, actually. No idea. Okay, let me give you another clue. She was the first female to run a major Hollywood studio. She brought to the small screen, not the big screen, the small screen. Star Trek, Mission Impossible, and The Untouchables. to TV studio executive or actress. She was the first pregnant actress to play no. a pregnant woman, but she was also the first female to run a major Hollywood studio. This is before my time, boys. So, S- Sally Field. These are these first ones are tough. If I give you one of these, you'll know it immediately. She and her husband were the first interracial couple on television. All right, now I'm going to give you clues that you're going to get.
0: Don't count on
1: it. She is not a redhead. So think oh. back to our think back to our episode of redheads. She is not a redhead. She's actually a brunette.
0: We're going to let Joe go. Give okay, you got one Chris, more chance, Joe. It. I got it.
1: <laughs> he's got it I do not have it all right joe I, I don't know all right this one you'll know okay i'm ready she nearly drowned during the famous grape stomping episode of what <laughs> oh
2: joe lucy no, lucy
1: oh. lucy ball Lucy ball yeah oh, i'd rather man. regret the things i've done than regret the things i haven't done Lucille Ball. Oh,
0: I think she was a pioneer.
1: She was a pioneer. She
0: really was revolutionary in everything that she did.
1: Mm-hmm. And she's like she said, she'd rather regret the things she's done than the things she hasn't done. And she did a lot. I mean, clearly. She was the first pregnant actress to play a pregnant woman. First to have an interracial couple on television. First to run a major Hollywood studio. I mean, she did a lot of firsts. See, and that's pretty crazy. Again,
0: not that long ago in the whole scheme of things to mm-hmm. think that interracial couples and being pregnant... On yeah. TV was something that was taboo. That just seems crazy to begin with. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing for being who she was when she did it. Good for her.
2: That was a great quote and great clues. I just feel like I failed you. But but you did good. so
1: well in the mushrooms and the gecko, Joe. So you <laughs> made up for it. You killed it everywhere else.
0: Yeah, where, where it matters, Joe, you brought it tonight.
2: That's right.
1: You did. Well, hey, next note, time I'll be more bold.
0: Note how I said that. I said it very pithily, Joe. <laughs> you did it when it mattered.
1: Well, guys, that's a show. So, thanks for listening, folks, and remember to be curious, be bold, and be yourself. We'll be back in a week.
0: You can you can have a
1: mulligan. Okay.
0: Only if you say, I was wrong in a pithy way.
1: I was wrong in a pithy way. <laughs> I will... Oh, sorry. No. I I oh yeah, sorry. I was wrong. There you go. Sorry. I was wrong. So so bad. So bad.
0: It's that couple from the Jeffersons. Who Who, what was her name? She's actually, is that right? Am I right? She's, their son is Lenny Kravitz. Her son is Lenny Kravitz.
1: I don't know who you're talking about, but I didn't know Lenny Kravitz's parents played on the Jefferson. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to have to go check that out. I didn't. (laughs) I may have a bad source.
0: (laughs) No, I think George and and Wheezy's friend, (laughs) the African-American woman, is Lenny Kravitz's mom. Really? Pretty sure. But... (laughs) Pretty sure it's not with (laughs) the guy who played her husband in the Jeffersons. Let's get that straight. Okay, Okay.